Curtin Cade Mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. Pastor and author John Piper, by the way, enjoy his books very much. And I check out his podcast from time to time, Desiring God. Yes. Uh, go to the YouTube channel. It's, it's pretty cool. And one of his recent podcasts, he followed up on a, uh, a comment, a post that he put up on X, formerly known as Twitter. I keep wanting to call it Twitter. <laughs> it's just so difficult. But back in September, he put this, he posted this. We talked about it very briefly on the show. And I'll, I'll just read the, uh, the post. Can we reassess whether Sunday coffee sipping in the sanctuary fits? And then he quotes Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. Let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. This caused a firestorm of activity. It did go viral, but he didn't say anything about it. There was no follow-up until the podcast I ran across that he posted a couple of days ago, and he was kind of sharing his heart about what he meant with all of this. Yes, and you shared that, and then people shared their thoughts on it. So it was really a great uh, table talk. Grab your coffee. Enjoy this conversation. I just noticed last night, I was looking through my uh, podcasts, and uh, Desiring God, of course, that's his ministry, the Desiring God Ask Pastor John podcast. He addressed this, and this is a highlight from that podcast, what he had to say. The heart of the matter is not coffee in the sanctuary. That's only a symptom, and there are lots of other symptoms of what I'm concerned about. The heart of the matter is the absence of an existential, ongoing, terrifying, shocking, awe-inspiring, trembling, mouth-shutting, comforting, safe, satisfying encounter with the majesty and mercy of the great I am who I am. Mm. I'm pleading for the kind of experience of God that makes a person hungry for regular encounters with God and his people, which capture and embody something of his majesty, something of the infinite scope of his boundless power and inscrutable wisdom and furious wrath and sovereign grace that leave the awestruck soul speechless with thankfulness and then overflowing with the praises of serious joy lofted on the wings of the kind of gladness that soars only in the atmosphere of the grandeur of God. That's what I'm after. It's what I so long for myself and for others. So I'm arguing that many Christians have not tasted this existential, terrifying, awe-inspiring, trembling, mouth-shutting, comforting, safe, satisfying encounter with the mercy and majesty of God. And therefore, when they hear me question <laughs> the appropriateness of coffee sipping in a certain atmosphere of reverence and awe, they have no experiential categories to grasp what I'm talking about. Have you been thinking about the whole coffee in the auditorium sanctuary thing? 
making sacred things common, maybe, the issue mm-hmm. of come as you are, but you have to balance that with the sacred, with reverence for God. Meteorologist Alan Winfield, weigh in. Oh, that's a great subject. Um, <laughs> so for me personally, I don't do it. But I go to a church where they drink coffee, and I've been to many others that do. And I have no problem with others doing it. I think it's a personal thing. And to be honest with you, I'm just thankful that they're there. I yeah. feel like we would be getting legalistic if we start saying you must dress this way, because then certain people would feel like, well, I can't go there. I can't afford what you're saying I should be dressed in. Right. Again, right. I, I, people are there. I, I see people drinking coffee, and they are drawn right into the worship. Uh, they are true believers. They have a relationship with the Lord. The coffee has nothing to do with it. Let's go to Sam and Naples first. Hi, Sam. How are you? Okay. Great. Kurt. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, they that's what the religious people came against Jesus for doing, eating and drinking with sinners. I mean, if you can't invite sinners into your church, you might as well close your doors. See, that's the thing. That's what true. if you have somebody visiting the church and they have their coffee tumbler with them? Right. And then you say, oh, sorry, you just can't come in with the, with the coffee. Oh, man, that's good. Sam, thank you. Let's go to Jason next in Palmetto. Hi, Jason. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, doing great. Thanks. thanks for calling. What's up? What do you think? So uh, I'll, I'll start this off by saying, hey, I'm, I'm a pastor of a church here as well. Um, and I think that's important for us to understand that that I think the context of that worship or in other translations would say serve has to do more with our lifestyle. I think that ties in with Romans chapter 12. And, you know, where we're uh, making this, this, this our lifestyle. We're offering the sacrifice of, of worship to the Lord, it has to do with how we live. Um, a couple of, when I was in college, early years, I had a professor say, as pastors, you're going to have to kind of set the tone for what you want your worship service to be like. And I said, I raised my hand and I said, I want it to be about praise and celebration. And he came back from a very, what I think is a very legalistic stance. He said, now, Jason, you have to be careful because that can create a party atmosphere. And there's a verse in Isaiah that says that death cannot praise thee, the grave cannot celebrate thee. And I think that we need to allow ourselves in the what we have termed as the Sunday morning worship service. We need to let that be an expression of our celebration of what Christ has done. And then as a result of realizing what Christ has done, every day we worship God with fear and trembling because of the great salvation which we received. Yeah, Jason, that's Amen. good. Thank you for weighing in. We appreciate that. I'll see. Renee's next in Apollo Beach. Hi, Renee. Good morning. What say you? Good morning. How are you? Doing Good, great. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. Um, I 100% agree with Piper. Um, I believe that we have lost the difference between worship and praise. You cannot praise who you do not worship. And we do not have a generation that understands worship. We understand come as you are, which means bring your sinful life to the Lord. It does not mean crawl out of the bed and come. I cannot go to a courtroom, come as you are, and bring in my coffee. And that's just before an earthly judge. For me to come, and I praise the Lord that I do go to a church where water is allowed in, and there is no sign that says anything other than please only bring water in. Do people bring coffee in? I'm sure. Would we tell them to leave? Of course not. 
but the body that worships there regularly brings in an atmosphere of worship. Praise comes after you learn to worship the Lord. Man, Renee, that's really, really insightful. Thank you so much for weighing in on this. You guys are awesome. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. Let's go to Barbara next in Sarasota. Hi, Barbara. What say you? Hello. 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 I was raised and taught that the church, the sanctuary is a sacred place. It's God's sacred place. And that when we enter in, we don't uh, take food or drink or gum or any of that because you're there to reverence God. And so, to me, that's a distraction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so when I was a little kid, my mom gave me candy to keep me quiet. <laughs> Does that count? Um, yeah. You know, in the spirit of full disclosure, I had to throw that in there. And gum as well. Barbara, thank you very much. Appreciate your comments. Blessings to you. Let's go to Randall next in Citrus Hills. Hi, Randall. How are you? Great. Morning, Curtin Kate. Thank you. You get me up every morning to go to school with ninth and 10th graders. Oh. <laughs> but I want to get up to hear you, so I get up. Oh, um, it's great you. discussion. I think I look at the difference of a narthex and the actual church. And Seven Rivers in Lakanto is phenomenal. I've lived from New Orleans to, to London, England. Uh, the Holy Spirit attends here. So that's one of the greatest things. But I see the element of come and, and join us. And I use one verse to justify having coffees and desserts in the narthex before coming in. Some people may not quite finish, but it's a great time to fellowship. And one of my favorite verbs is let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, only that useful for building up another according to their need. And as an English teacher, I'm really into talking and writing and reading, but that need part is where we get to know people. So I've discovered that I stay a little longer, I'll have a cup of coffee or drink, and meet new people regularly, even before the service. So I'm a proponent. Now, the come as you are also, I do still dress as nice as I can, but I like the more casual atmosphere because it doesn't bring people away. Because for a long time, the church was sanctimonious. They did not welcome sinners, just like thinking a hospital was not a place for hurt people. So I rejoice in the fact that we're moving forward. And if the young people are more attracted, why not? Because the Holy Spirit is the one that does the work. We just do the beckoning, I, I feel like, and well, the Holy Spirit does too. So I'm all for it. And the narthex, of course, it's a little less messy, too. If you have a lot of nice carpeting, you don't want it in the sanctuary. Yeah, exactly. That's the other part yeah. of it, too, the spills and everything. Yeah, but see, that's different, having coffee outside the sanctuary right. yes. or the auditorium. Mm-hmm. The, you know, But if you do, you know folks are yeah. going to drift in uh, with their coffee, and so how you handle it is key. Let's go to Jeff in Plant City next. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how are you? Doing great. What say you? What are you thinking? Um, well, a lot of different thoughts on it. I remember being in a seminary class back in uh, the early 90s, and this question came up. And though no chair really moved, I felt like I could hear the chair scraping as the divide widened, uh, moving to either side of the room. And I, I felt like I was kind of sitting in the middle, uh, like seeing and hearing both perspectives, but came away feeling like, you know, we need to be careful not to judge by the outside, how do I know that just because somebody's dressed casually, um, they're not loving, adoring, and reverencing the Lord? And I definitely agree with the, the barrier that, especially focus on dress and outward things, not so much the coffee, but um, 
you know, I see the effect on the mission fields where people, I've had people in Haiti tell me, well, I can't, I can't come to church. I, I don't have clothes that are nice enough. And so I think that, and nobody would want that, but I think it can be an um, unintended consequence, I guess. So Yeah, yeah Jeff, that's unintended consequence. I like the way you put that. Thank you, my brother, for uh, for calling and sharing with us. Pastor Jay Dennis from City Central Church in Lakeland, co-founder of Wingman Nation. Most importantly, he is our very good friend. I can't wait to find out how Jay handles this one. Jay, the hot potato is in your hands right now. Wow, this is really something, guys, as I'm sipping my coffee here this morning and (laughs) thinking through this. Good morning to you. You know, I I see John Piper's point, and, and I understand the reverence of God, but here's what I believe. If the atmosphere of the church is right, coffee is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And we've got to be thinking about lost people. We've got to be thinking about the unsaved and reaching the unsaved. In the Great Commission, Jesus tells us what, he tells us who, he tells us when and where. The only thing Jesus doesn't tell us is how to do it. Why didn't he tell us how? Because he knew that in each generation, there would be different methods that we would use to be able to reach people. And if coffee's going to reach people, so be it. Because if the atmosphere of the church is right, again, coffee will be irrelevant. All right. Yes. So if we were to show up at your church on Sunday and we had a Curtain Cape Mornings coffee tumbler and we wanted to take it into the sanctuary, uh, do people bring coffee into the church service there? Some do. Now, now personally, I, I wouldn't do that. I, I mean, I haven't done that in the, in the past, but, but there are those who do. And uh, it's never an issue, and it never affects the atmosphere. And I fear so much that, that we get caught up in the insignificant, the non-eternal, uh, these things that distract us from our main purpose. What is our main purpose? It is the gospel of Jesus Christ getting people saved. And I believe that pastors, along with their staff team and volunteers, their worship, they create this atmosphere uh, in the church. The people create the atmosphere as they worship. And and if somebody's drinking coffee, I am convinced the Holy Spirit can speak to them just as well as those who are not drinking coffee. Let's go to Rick in Leesburg. Hey, Rick, what do you think? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, Blessings to you all. Yeah, I, uh, the church that I go to, it's a non-denominational church, but it's a great little church. And uh, they sometimes have tables in the back and uh, towards the back. They've got a regular, you know, setup but, uh, with, with chairs and so on, but they have some tables. I like to sit at the tables where I can actually have my Bible open and my notepad there, and then I have my Moody coffee cup uh, or mug, I should say. It's one of the older, large ones. And uh, I have my coffee in that, and I can sit there and sip my coffee without spilling it and uh, take my notes, and, and it works out just great. Perfect. Thanks, Rick, yes. for weighing in. Some of the comments. Let's see. Thankful for this conviction, it says here, coffee can wait. God deserves our full, undivided attention. He is holy. Uh, wow, God is so good. I literally had this conviction this past Sunday when I walked into church with a Stanley bottle and a lady stopped me at the door and asked me if that was water in my cup. And then uh, I see this on my YouTube feed today. I've also been guilty of giving my daughter snacks. Oh, we're back to the snack thing oh, yeah. mm-hmm. during the service to keep her quiet. 
I've never, somebody else here, wow, this is interesting. I've never liked the coffee in church thing. Forgive my judgments. It's so unsacred and dishonoring. A beautiful message. Someone says here, may God bless you, John Piper, grant you peace. Your messages are always an encouragement. It's making me think. Um, Someone says, so much of Christian living is about trying to get the right balance on things. It's often very easy to get things out of proportion to let one principle eclipse another. Uh, This is a fascinating insight, is uh, what somebody else says here, too. I lead the coffee ministry at my church, so this is really good to hear. Coffee in the sanctuary can take one of two forms. The kind that John Piper is talking about here, come in late, grab a cup of coffee, stand while everybody worships, drink in hand, and listen to some guy speak while you enjoy your drink in a sort of public morning routine before you leave uh, early to beat the traffic. Or, coffee can be an opportunity to show love to those who need it, especially Mm -hmm. when the ministry is actively serving it to those new to uh, church on maybe uh, Sunday morning. And and furthermore, we have multiple services at our church with many serving before they, uh, you know, even sit for the service. So, the coffee allows us to wake up, truly focus on the word that's being taught, and then it's put away while we sing praises to the king, but it's warming and waking us as we study every verse of the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting opinions on this. Thanks for listening to Curtain Gate Morning's podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.